What's up, everyone, and welcome back to the Mastering Miles podcast powered by Bioendurance PT and Performance. My name is Matt Ferlindis, and I am a physical therapist in the Milwaukee area that specializes in treating runners and running injuries. Today's episode is going to be and sound just a little bit different. If you are in the Milwaukee area, you know that we've been absolutely blasted with snow this week. And because of the weather, it's made a few schedule changes with getting guests on the podcast. But in order to keep the consistency of this weekly podcast going, we are going to try doing a little bit of a solo episode. Now, for the sake of mastery, um, the whole theme of this podcast, this is getting a little bit outside of my comfort zone, but I'm excited to give it a go and deliver some information in a solo version that is a little bit shorter in some respects overall to some of the usual podcasts that we do. So I am open to hearing all sorts of feedback um, to see what you think of this type of format of the podcast. As always, too, um, feel free to leave any ratings as well as subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast. That would be greatly appreciated. The theme for today's podcast is going to be all about strength training, and specifically, we're going to be chatting about five ways to upgrade your strength training, specifically um, your strength training for as a runner. So let's go ahead and get right into it. So when we talk about strength training specifically for runners, I first off wanted to mention that it has been awesome to hear more and more people participating in some form of a strength training routine as runners. There's just so many benefits to it that we really just can't ignore from increase in um, running economy and running efficiency, better time trials, um, stronger muscles, bones, tendons, all of those things. There's just so many good benefits and really it's a wonderful lever to pull as a runner to really increase your performance. More specifically though, I just wanted to get into a few different methods that runners can use to really upgrade overall your strength training. Specifically at BioEndurance, I've just started a new service called the Strength Training Upgrade, and we'll get into more of that later, but it is just a service that I'm starting to offer to, in order to teach some of these methods and get runners more comfortable with them overall. But when we talk about five ways to upgrade specifically your strength training, the number one way is simplicity. And what I mean by simplicity is all you have to do is really do a quick look on Facebook or Instagram, um, social media, YouTube, and type in, you know, strength training for runners, whatever it is. And sometimes you'll see some like really, really fancy stuff with fancy equipment and stuff like that. And really, you don't need that as a runner. You don't need a ton of equipment. You don't need a ton of fancy movements or things like that. It's all about keeping things simple. And when we talk about simple, there are certain movements to always try to strive for as a runner. And these movements are essentially squat, hinge, lunge, push, pull, and any anti-movement stability. Really, those are very basic movements. And if we stick our strength training with those foundational movements, we're going to be pretty good and pretty off in hitting all 
different types of muscle groups specifically. And there's so many different variations that we can do of those, and we'll get into more of those as we kind of go through this podcast. But really, number one way is to just really try to keep things simple. Don't try to do anything too crazy or try to get too complex. Um, We'll talk about complex movements a little bit later, but really, number one, just keep things simple overall and really stick to those foundational movements. Number two way to upgrade strength training is consistency. We talk about it so much with runners, especially in terms of our overall training and run training and just being consistent with our mileage and our volume and all of those different types of things. But it really holds true with strength training too. There is a principle in the strength training physiology world, and as runners, we understand this principle. It's a use it or lose it principle. If we're doing a lot of running and we're using it, we're going to improve our run performance. If we stop running, our performance is going to decrease. And the same thing holds true with strength training. And I've fallen into this trap myself many times before where I'll get into a strength training mode in my training, especially off season. And I'll be really consistent for a few weeks, possibly a few months, and it'll kind of fall off a little bit. And so it's really important to stick with that consistency throughout our whole entire season as much as possible. When we look like more specifically at the research, the research typically recommends two to three times a week where we're doing strength training um, specifically. I think we can go up towards that three times a week, especially when um, it's off season and we don't have any big races coming up. When we're in the thick of our training, in the thick of our builds or race prep, dropping down to two times a week I think is okay. Um, But being as consistent as possible all the way through is really, really important and a really good way for us to progress our performance with strength training. This also does take a level of um, knowing yourself and knowing how you react to strength training as well. We have that wonderful soreness that we get um, with strength training, that delayed onset muscle soreness or DOMS for short. And some people experience that soreness like right away after. Some people experience that 24 to 36 hours after strength workout. So it's important to understand how strength training affects you specifically. And that way you can kind of schedule your training around that. You know, if if you get really sore the next day after strength training, that might not be the best day to plan a really important long run workout or interval session. And so sometimes we just need to know how we work with that and plan our sessions accordingly with that. I think a lot of the research is pointing towards on days where we both run and strength training. If running is the uh, primary focus and the uh, primary goal, which as runners, most likely it is, we should most likely run first and then strength train later. Because if we do strength train first in a day, it will most likely cause a level of muscle fatigue and soreness where our run performance may not be as great. So ideally, run first before you do strength train in order to maintain that overall consistency. So number three way to upgrade strength training is to really rethink the way that we address and strengthen the core musculature. So now we oftentimes think of core strengthening. If we envision it, we think of someone doing sit-ups or something like that. But 
those types of movements where we're doing sit-ups or V-ups or something of that nature, essentially we're using the core to be a primary mover. We're trying to curl ourselves up by using our core musculature which isn't necessarily a bad thing to do, but when we're thinking about it in terms of being specifics to the demands of running, the core is working as a stabilizer when we run. We're not using the core to propel us forward while we run, but we're using it to stabilize our spine, upper body, pelvis, all of that in order to provide as much stabilization as possible to propel us forward. So when we think about it in that regards, we need to train the core to stabilize ourselves instead of actually cause instead of actually causing movement and motion with our core. So what are some ways to do this? Well, a lot of runners do planks in terms of like front planks, side planks, those are great ways to do it. A lot of studies have a high level of EMG or electro um, electric activity through our muscles when we're doing planks, um, front planks as well as side planks. And these are great ways to help us learn and help our core muscles learn to properly stabilize ourselves in order to allow movement to occur. So two great ways to do it and two of my favorite exercises are doing a front plank with like a hip extension where we are in that front plank position and then we raise one leg off the ground and then the other leg off the ground. That provides a lot of rotational stability um, to our core in a very specific manner towards runners. And this relates to that anti-movement movement pattern that we chatted about with simplicity. Another way is like a side plank with a leg raise out to the side. Also a great way to help stabilize while we're actually causing movement. And we can also think about it in a little bit more of more functional movements, more specific to runners. One of my favorite exercises for the core and for runners is doing a unilateral carry or an uneven farmer's carry. So that is essentially where we have a hefty weight in one arm on one side, and we are either very, very slowly marching in place or we're walking for a certain amount of distance. There is truly a deep challenge with holding a heavier weight on one side, whether it be like 20 to 40 pounds, standing in one place and really trying to do a very, very slow and steady march. You will quickly feel a lot of core activation, a lot of hip activation, and it can be actually very difficult to hold yourself in one place while you're on one leg and you have that weight on one side. There's a lot of stabilization that has to happen. And this is exactly what's happening when we are running. We are on one leg trying to propel us forward and the core has to counteract all of those forces trying to throw us off balance in order to allow us to run um, efficiently and to produce a lot of force to allow allow us to propel us forwards. And so When we think about the core in this way, it's so important to think about this anti-movement pattern or this rotational stability and overall stabilization because really and truly that is how the core is working while we are running. So a way to really upgrade core training is utilizing the core to stabilize ourselves while we're moving somewhere else. And generally speaking, too, when we squat, when we deadlift, when we lunge, the core is also working with those movements as well. And there is some really 
good evidence out there that doing those types of movements produces and elicits a high level of muscle activation throughout our core. So doing those foundational movements of squat, hinge, lunge, push, pull, as well as those anti-movement patterns all elicit a decent amount of core stabilization. So we don't necessarily have to do sit-ups, we don't have to do V-ups, Russian twists, or things like that to produce a decent amount of core activation and core strengthening. Number four way to upgrade strength training is by focusing on single leg tasks and variations. This is so crucial for runners. I talk about it all the time. As runners, we need to get comfortable being on one leg because when we're running, we're only on one leg at a time. And if we get on one leg to try to do a squat or like a Romanian deadlift or something of that nature, and we're really having a hard time balancing, stabilizing to be able to perform that movement, that can have many implications for our running and overall stabilization. This kind of goes with core, but with with our core training, but we really need to teach our body how to stabilize on one leg and how to work on one leg. And when we do that, we can make our running so much more efficient as well as productive um, and become a much more efficient runner this way as well, which kind of ties into our running economy. It really is a simple idea, but it's so important. And I think this area gets missed a lot, specifically with runners. But if you are a runner, I think it's a really good goal to be able to do a really deep single leg squat and get efficient with that and also be able to possibly hold some weight with that, as well as being able to do like a single leg RDL. And another important thing is just be able to do a single leg hop, whether it's in place or jumping up forward and stabilizing that landing. If those things are difficult for you to do, I think this is a great area to focus on and just becoming more comfortable, as comfortable as possible, being on one leg. There's so many different variations, again, that you can do for this, and a lot of these relate to those um, simple movement patterns we talked about, whether it is doing a single leg squat, whether it is doing a single leg Romanian deadlift whether it is doing a single leg, um, more Bulgarian split squat, where your foot is elevated on a bench and you are on one leg doing a split squat. All of those are kind of getting at that more specific single leg strengthening, as well as some of the core stuff we chatted about before with doing a unilateral farmer's carry and trying to do a very slow march and stabilizing yourself on one leg while you are trying to counteract the force of the weight, as well as being on one leg. So for runners in particular, a really good way to upgrade the strength training is to just get as comfortable as well as strong and efficient on one leg as possible. And when we do that, our running is definitely going to improve because our body's just going to be so much more stable on one leg. And as a result of that, we're going to be able to produce more force off of that one leg to propel us forward while running. And last but not least, the number five way to upgrade strength training is to simply be able to progress our strength training with both load as well as complexity. Now, this is really, really important, and I'm going to be getting much more into the specifics of this with my monthly newsletter that's coming out this month. So if you're interested in that, feel free to sign up for my monthly newsletter. The link is in the show notes. But 
anyways, we constantly overload and um, upgrade and progress our run training, whether it is running longer distances, um, faster speeds, whatever it may be, having that progression of running is essential for us to increase our performance while running in, in particular. And so we need to do the same with our strength training. And a lot of times I see runners kind of continuing the same strength training routine that they've done for forever, which a lot of times consists of bodyweight exercises. Now, the important thing to note are bodyweight exercises are a really good way to get into strength training. So if you are a runner that has not really strength trained before, it is so important to start with bodyweight exercises to more specifically work on the quality of the movements and to just get used to the movements in and of themselves. However, we're not really going to progress ourselves if we stay at those body weight exercises for forever. And so because of that, it is so important to add weight or load or resistance to these exercises. And I like to bring attention to one really important study um, that I'll link in the show notes that looks specifically at the improvement of running economy um, by strength training. And when you dive into the specifics of that research study is they recommend an intensity of 60 to 80% of one repetition max in order to get those running economy benefits. Now, what exactly does that mean? So a repetition max or one repetition max is essentially like how much weight you would be able to push or squat or whatever it is, whatever the movement is for one repetition. Now, I don't recommend all runners actually do this test because you are pushing as much weight as you possibly can for one rep. So it's important to do this where you are having a spotter or where you're getting instructed in this in a very professional manner. So um, I don't want runners to go out and do this test, but this just kind of brings awareness to the level of intensity. So let's say a runner is able to squat 100 pounds for one rep. 60 to 80% would be loading up 60 to 80 pounds on a barbell and squatting that weight. So it's a decent amount of weight. So we need to make sure that we are increasing our resistance and our overall load. One method I really like to use so that we're not doing one rep max tests constantly is called the repetitions in reserve. And what this method is, is essentially it's a really solid rating of perceived exertion scale, more specifically for lifting. So let's say it's the same scale of like zero being easiest, 10 being the hardest. So let's say you go ahead and do one repetition as hard as possible. That's going to be a 10. That's going to be equivalent to your one rep max. But now let's say that you do a set of 10 squats and you get to number 10 on that set and you have enough weight on the bar, whatever it is, that you feel like you only have two reps left in the tank before you would have to pull the, put that bar down and you'd be at complete failure. That would be a reps in reserve of two, meaning that you would only have two sets left or sorry, two repetitions left in, in the tank. That would equate, if we subtract 10 minus 2, that gives us to 8 out of 10 RPE, or we have two reps left in reserve. And if we look specifically at that 8, the research has found that that 8 relates to 80% of our one repetition max. 
And so specifically for runners, in order to attain that 60 to 80 percent, that would be mean that we would want either two to four reps left in the tank at the end of our set. If we have that two to four repetitions left at the end of our set, we can be pretty confident that we're at 60 to 80 percent of intensity and that we're loading properly. But in order to get to that point, it takes a decent amount of load and it takes a decent amount of weight to get there. So um, that's one important method. And if you're struggling with that and you're not sure how to increase that weight very, very safely, make sure that number one, you just go nice and slow with it. Number two, if you feel like you need to with a coach or a physical therapist or whatever it is, get some of that advice because then they can really, truly Look at your form, make sure you're not losing your form as you add more weight, but give you some really good advice of how to safely progress that load and progress that overall resistance. Another way that we can improve and progress our strength training is more through what we call complex movements. And by complex movements, it's not very different than squat, hinge, lunge, push, pull, anti-movement. That's the same thing. But when we are doing a squat with a barbell or free weights versus doing it on a machine, that's typically more complex. And what I mean by that is our core muscles, again, have to activate to stabilize ourselves in order to do that movement efficiently and overall safely. So we are getting a really solid neuromuscular benefit from doing that movement with more free weight where there is a little bit more complexity in the mix. We have to stabilize ourselves under that weight, under that load in order to perform that movement as efficiently as possible. Again, this equates specifically to running. When we are on one leg and we land on that one leg and we're trying to take a stride and propel us forward, we need our neuromuscular functioning to be as efficient as possible. And when that neuromuscular functioning is efficient, we're going to be able to produce as much force off that leg as possible because we are stabilized, our nerves and our muscles are working as efficiently as possible. And really and truly, I think this is probably where we get that benefit of running economy or running efficiency is by strength training. We're not just working our muscles, tendons, bones, and loading those structures, but we're also giving our nerves and our brain a workout where if we you know, deadlift a bar of weight or squat a bar of weight, our brain and our nerves have to figure out how to appropriately stabilize ourselves to be able to perform that movement as efficiently as possible. And this directly relates back to running. And I think this is where we get a lot of the benefits of running by strength training. So number five simply comes down to trying to constantly progress it, whether it is through more complexity of movements or by simply increasing the load or resistance as we move forward. So overall, there are the five different ways to upgrade our strength training. And again, I highly recommend that if you are interested, find a coach, find a physical therapist that can help you on uh, with these different ideas and especially with increasing resistance and load, especially if you're a runner that hasn't really tried that before. Go slowly with it and just slowly work yourself up to it. Um, as a tip for runners that are just starting to progress load, we can use that repetitions in in reserve to help that you know maybe instead of trying to get to only two or three reps in the tank when you're starting to add weight it's totally okay to have maybe five or six left in the tank 
or instead of doing sets of 10, but go up to sets of 15 to 20 and have more of an endurance effect on that. So those are really good tips to slowly progress that resistance and, and constantly overload our strength training overall. Um, as I mentioned before, at BioEndurance, I just started a service called the Runner Strength Upgrade, and it's a five-session one-on-one program where we go through a lot of these different movement patterns and teach you specifically how to progress load. So if that's something that you're interested in, don't hesitate to reach out and ask questions. There are links below in the show notes, but um, I think that's a really important thing for runners to have just to learn how to safely and effectively progress overall strength training. So Thank you all for listening to this first solo podcast episode. Like I said, it's first time trying it, so I would appreciate any and all feedback. I'm sure there are many ways that I can improve upon this as we kind of move forward. Uh, But thank you so much for listening, and as always, happy and healthy training.